On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Anders Holm. Anders is one of the creators and stars of Comedy Central's Workaholics. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. I like that area. When I, when I was married, uh, I lived in at Silver Lake. I lived in Silver Lake, mm-hmm. like right off of Silver Lake Boulevard in Sunset. And I just, I really like that over here. But when you get divorced, you can't stay at your house anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, they get the karate kick right out of Yeah, there. it's like, hi, karate. And then uh, you're gone, and then you can't stay there anymore. Yeah. And you go, oh, that house? Right, I used to live there. Yeah. And I, yeah. We bought that place in 2000. Uh-huh. So it's 2,100 square feet in Silver Lake. Yeah. You walk in, there's a huge, it's like one big floor. Right. Uh, and of course you got your kitchen, and you got two bedrooms, you got a hallway, yeah. and then downstairs you got a kitchen. Downstairs another two kitchen. Two bedrooms. Another, wow. A basement, uh-huh. backyard, uh, there's an outdoor fireplace, a two-story coach house with a two-bedroom apartment, a studio apartment, a full-on avocado tree, orange tree. We bought it in 2000 for 300. Wow. That's a deal. And then she just... No, I just... You, you took the high road. I took the high road, and uh-huh. I said, you can pay me for the house. Yeah. And she They're not recording yet, right? No, we are. <laughs> we are. Like, my ex-wife is so not going to listen to any of this. Yeah. If she does, she doesn't talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't talk about it. No, we yeah. just start this thing, and it's like... Cool. We just started. I was watching... Uh, first off, thank you so much for coming by. I'm just really... Of course. I just... I, I, it's so cool to to see how you guys have, like, I remember you guys starting out and to see how you guys have built up this fucking thing. Yeah. And it's just so awesome to watch it and it, and you guys look so fucking comfortable doing it. Some, yeah. Well, it looks comfortable. Yes, I, yeah, we're all very comfortable. We're right. all like best friends and that's the best part. Like, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? I know. I, I like Adam and Blake are fearless and Kyle too, but sometimes uh-huh. I'm just like, this is an exercise of what I'm capable even now, of. Even now, like don't yeah. you, like even now. How many seasons are you in? Um, we filmed 40 episodes, but it's three seasons. Three seasons, yeah. so three seasons. So yeah. even even now you're still like, well, I don't, what? But you found your voice, your voice, your yes, personal yes. voice. I know exactly the gear to go in where I'm like, oh, we're in trouble, so I'm gonna be a little bit high-pitched right here, guys. Right, 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 right. And be like a total pussy and like let those guys be like, the shit kickers. And Adam's got such fucking confidence. I mean, that guy. Oh, yeah, is, he's fearless. He's, he's one of those people that I remember when he was a student, because uh, you uh, I don't know that you're in my class. Were you ever in my class? I think I might have dropped in on your class. Okay. I had, <laughs> I had issues at Second City where, like, I was in a class that, and I'm not saying I was great or even good, but I was like, you know, there's a lot of people in here who I don't think are serious about this, and I've dropped in other classes, and I think I want to go to those classes. Right. And I understood that they want like to spread it out evenly, but I said, I'm broke, I'm spending money, fuck that. Fuck that. So fuck I jumped into sure. like your class, and then right. finally found Adam's class, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna link up with these people. So it's not, about the, it's not about the teachers at that point, it's about the people that you can relate to at that moment. Uh, to me, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't help if you have a bad teacher and a lot of right. good students, but Second City doesn't normally have bad teachers. No, right, no. So. Certainly not when I was there. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love the staff that I worked with. Yeah. Those people were great. Yeah. And looking at it right now, how many, uh, like how many students <clears throat> find, and I'm not using this in a sexual, necessarily sexual way, but, but find their partners yeah. who they either have sex with mm-hmm. or do comedy with 
or do both. Or both. Right. And if you do those both, one of those is going to go away. And you're yeah. Not, you're going to wish you never yeah. wrote a scene with them. Uh-huh. Wrote a scene. Wrote you know a scene. Yeah. Jizz on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. But, oh, but over there, when I saw Adam, I was like, this fucker can't be contained. No. Yeah. And, like, that's the best part. It's like, you have, like, weaponized comedy. You know what I mean? And you just have to figure out, like... What kind of magazine clip to put it in, or like, is it a bazooka, and like, how to play with that, and it's it's fun. It's really fun. It's yeah. fun to watch, and and like between the both of you, it's a classic comedy construct. It's a classic comedy of oh, the three of you. Yeah. It's a classic comedy um, intermingling ishness. Yeah. How did you find that? Um, I think we found it. Because we, we were doing a lot of internet videos and we were kind of like tossing around like who's the main guy and like who's bigger, who's smaller. Um, so you're looking at it from, you were dissecting it. You were, you were dissecting a little bit? Well, or... we were just creating, you right. know what I mean? And then we ended up doing this uh, and hanging out a lot, mm-hmm. which also helps like serve positions in, you know, just how you interact, you right. know what I mean? Um and then we started doing this thing called the dude's house which was kind of just like a low-key low profile these guys just live together right comedy stuff it was on, less high on the internet on yeah it was all YouTube, YouTube. Uh-huh. and 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 what what devices were you using to capture this uh literally a no not literally, camera. Like, was there somebody who was there who was going like somebody you had you hired a friend who was you had this whole production company well, we had, yeah, we had Kyle Nuacek, right. who still directs all of our right. episodes. Okay, and, he, you, and how'd you meet him? He grew up with Blake in the Bay Area. Got it. So, like, those dudes were already, like, a dastardly duo right. when they met Adam down in Orange County at Community College. And then Kyle and Adam moved up to the city, L.A., uh, where I was living. I met Adam at um, Second City. Right. He was living with Kyle, who was taking film classes at L.A. Film School. Right, right, I read that. And then it was like... Yo, let's just start filming. And Adam and I started like obviously like I'm more of a writer actor. He's mm-hmm. more of like an actor idea guy. Um, so we just started working together and like figuring out like okay, like I'll write something like you can be the guy and like let's just Seinfeld, Larry David, this. Right. Um, you never questioned yourself. You just said we're gonna out. We're gonna we're just gonna do this shit. It was just like you just enjoyed doing it. In other words, it wasn't like your end goal is to get on. It was more like we fucking enjoy each other's company. We're gonna do that. Yes, and we all wanted to make livings out here in Los Angeles um, of different scales, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to, like, live, and if I can live nice, that's great, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm always wondering, like, where am I going to be in 15 years? You do wonder that. Every day. Every day? Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, maybe not every day, not when I'm, like, on set, I'm like, where's my orange juice? (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> right. on weekends when I got time and things slow down, I'm always like, all right, so this is going to go for a few more seasons. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be 34, 35 when this is over, let's say. Mm-hmm. That's pretty young. Then what? Right. You know, I don't want to be somebody who like had everything and then kind of was just like, I got everything. And then the day it ended was like, oh, shit. Now what? Right. So does that does that serve you though? Like because you know that the because you never saw yourself doing this. Like I, fifteen years ago, you wouldn't go. I'm gonna do this. I kind of did. You did. I had to, awesome. or else I don't know. Because like I feel like moving to L.A. is a from conscious, Evanston. From Evanston, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
um, straight out of college at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison. Madison, Madtown. Mm-hmm. What's up? Sup. Um, I Mad feel like City. when people move to LA as opposed to like stay in Chicago, do Second City, um, go to New go York. To New, York. Right. New York and Chicago are more about like, I love this. I want to find me. I want to hone my craft and become amazing. Right. LA is a little bit more of like, I want to make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not that I didn't come out here to act. I came out here to write. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I wasn't like, I want to be on the red carpet. Right. I was like, I want to write the thing that becomes the movie that has a red carpet. Right. So like. Got it. I think it's a little bit more monetized when you move to LA. You're like for you, for you, your 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 goal was to make a living. Yeah. Because a lot of people's goal is yes, everybody's goal is to make a living. Yeah. But I think there's also some people who who want to. Um, uh, it seemed more direct for you, like to make a living as opposed to find your voice and and do your projects and shit like that. Yeah, I, I kind of was like um naive probably like had a huge ego about like you can do this you know what i mean it's, that's not a bad thing um and i think it kind it came from when i was in college i was on the swim team and it was like my main thing that was like oh honors the swimmer guy mm-hmm. and then got in this bar fight got kicked off the team and had this huge void because swimming is like a total like you're doing 22 hours a week working out and it's right. like so this huge void and then I was like, I'd always kind of wanted to be a writer, and right. I just filled that void 200%. So I took that, like, this is you mentality and put it into that. And I was like, well, if I'm not a working writer, then what am I supposed to tell people? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, um, I liked just kind of go staying at home on Saturday nights instead of, like, going out to a party and people being like, so what do you do? And me being like, I'm a writer. And then being like, would you write? I'd rather be at home writing the thing I wrote so, so you I really, could so go was, out and be like, "Yes, I am a writer. This is what I wrote." Right. Blah, blah blah. But you were always so you found what it is that you did, and you just fucking jumped into it whole hog. There was just no question about what it was that you were doing. Yeah, and I like taught myself everything because I was a horrible. My grammar was horrible. Horrible speller. I'm probably mm-hmm. dyslexic. I watched this HBO special like a month ago, and I was I just self diagnosed myself. It was <laughs> it was so sad. I was like, uh. And I called my wife. I'm like, Emma, can you just come in here? And like, they have like the, these are the five signs. And I rewound it. And I'm like, can you watch this, please? And she watched it and she was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, fuck. That was something on uh, This American Life about a guy who, a, a woman who was talking with a bunch of her friends. And she's a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or therapist of some kind. Mm-hmm. And her friend said, listen, there was this thing in Cosmo or whatever. It's like, does your husband have Asperger's? Yeah. And she went, <laughs> yeah, my husband has Asperger's. And she, same thing. Yeah. And she went, um, Stu, can you come here? And he went, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. Yes, mm-hmm. that's me. Yes, that's me. It's Which crazy. answers a lot of fucking questions, Anders, right? Oh, I mean, because I was t- the worst student ever. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, if I couldn't understand it or comprehend it, I'd be like, mm, fuck that. I'm just going to be over here in the corner drawing and right. then, like get detention or whatever, as right. opposed to like, feeling miserable about not figuring out how like the math or like the word problems were, I was, couldn't do it. So whatever. And, and, and when you realize that it was an organic problem as opposed to you're stupid, that's I, different. I completely avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never figured it out, but yeah. But so, you, didn't, you didn't dwell on it, you know what I mean? I didn't. You didn't dwell on it, you just went, this is the way I am, I'm gonna, I'm, and now I'm going to, oh, totally. and you're left-handed. They're left-handed. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
because I did that. Yeah. yeah. So so now I'm going to. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I buried myself in like drawing and. Did your folks push you in the underwear at all? In what? In just the idea of drawing or the idea of it's I, okay or? Sure, they were really cool. Cause my oldest brother was like a total artist, bohemian like club kid of the 90s in Chicago. Right. My middle brother who's older than me is like quintessential athlete, like jock frat guy. Uh -huh. And then I kind of was like, I'll just try middle, and do both. I was the youngest. You're the youngest. So I looked up to both of them and I was right. like, all right, like, um, I'll listen to Madonna like my oldest brother, but then I'll also listen to the Beastie Boys like my other brother. Nice. So I have this weird, like, I'm, I'm totally a split of the two of them, mm -hmm. which is funny. But like, so anyway, I was just a bad student and had to teach myself, like, writing fundamentals and, like, just grabbed a bunch of books and, like, was so much easier to do it that way than it would be for me to like be taught and have to be like writing stuff down and listening at the same time like I can't do that and right. like and I think because I hated school so much I just, I like developed this complex where I'm like mm, fuck teachers well you didn't need it you know what I mean well like, I did probably did it. and like just it just was never coming to me the way that felt comfortable for me. Right. And, and what, it's all so about me. With, but it is. But at the same time, that's the way an artist works. Is you go, yeah. this is not working for me. This is working for me. Yeah. Your system doesn't work for me. And I think that that helps you now, just in terms of the, sh the, the workaholics, that show and putting that show together. Like all that stuff of how your journey took you to this. Yeah. And, and when it works in that way. Because it seems the crew that you have is so focused and driven mm -hmm. because this is like, hey man, this is the way that we do it. This is it. This is yeah. it. And you know, we can play by your, your rules and we will play by certain rules mm -hmm. that you have, but for the most part, this is it. Because yeah. the, the show, the, sh the show that you have is so, it, it's dangerous, it's stupid yes. in a good way, yeah. um, it's ridiculous, and yet there's really lovely human interaction yeah. at times. Yeah. Um, the characters, the casting is really great. So there's a vision that you have throughout this entire thing mm -hmm. that that you that that you've that you've hugged, that you've enveloped. Yeah. And it's all because I think one of the reasons being is you went. This is the way that I can work. Your system doesn't work for me. This system works for me. Yeah. I mean, and we all kind of recognize that in each other that we're like we're not the standard operating procedure when like we meet other people that have been doing this for a while and you're like, oh wow, like yeah, that seems right. I don't know how you do it though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, right. so it, it's, it's interesting to like, as we hire other writers and kind of like see how they do things and we're like, all right, um, we'll we'll try, try what we're doing. And like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just, it's just, we're lucky to be practicing what we were doing on the internet, you know, three years. That's ago. exactly it, right? The yeah. idea that that system works for you on this level, yeah, and that system works for you on this level because before you got to that, before you got to the the YouTube level mm -hmm. or where the internet level, yeah, um, you were kind of fucking around with it and kept saying yes to what it was that you're doing, and saying yeah. yes to what it was that you're doing, yeah. And we were always kind of like open, so it's like somebody's like, I got an idea, and we were like, Yeah, let's do that, you know. Um, and then really kind of flesh it out to make it the best, as opposed to be like, I don't get that, but I got an idea. Right. Where it's like, just take the idea. N usually no idea is perfect at first. You no, know what I mean? So it's right. like, yeah, that's funny. We could even do this or do that and take it in a totally different way. Right. But it, 
and your ideas may be totally different, but who cares? Right. Like it's better now, we're all in it now, and like. You're agreeing to the basis of it, and then you're also agreeing to the fact that this is the starting point of it. Yeah. I mean, and it's almost <clears> like, <throat> to like go to the yes and thing, it's almost like, not yes and let's do your video, it's like, yes, let's make something. Right. And like, by saying let's make something, you're saying, let's all contribute as opposed to, yes, we'll do that. Right. You know, it's like, grow. It's like organically, let's grow something here. Well, who, do, who wants to work with somebody who, where you're doing their idea and your, in, your input is merely doing their idea? Some people. I know, but, we, but, <laughs> but, not, but fuck those people. Yeah. I mean, not, not fuck those people, but I'm sorry for yeah. you. Yeah. Because when, I, when somebody's asking me to do something, I'm assuming that they want my input. Right. Especially at this level that I'm at, yeah. and the level that you're at as well, yeah. like that's really important. I watched um, two episodes yesterday, um, the the urine test. Sure. Um, I'll just use that one as an example. Uh, the urine test one, where it was just this fucking quest that you guys all have to do in order to do that, and the character interaction. Oh, and the one with the. Um, uh, the Clippers, the tickets to the Clippers game. Sure, with like the um, bear coat and everything. Exactly, yeah. that bear coat. Yeah. Like the bear coat and the urine and the kid on the other side in the urine yeah. one, the kid on the other side. And mm -hmm. when you fucking put that, that like, uh, so you wanted this kid to piss in a baggie. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And he slides it under and I'm going, that fence ain't gonna work. Yeah. And then just the ripping of that and yeah. you guys just, and I'm, and I'm looking at it from my, from my point of view, having done so many scenes and worked with so many people that you go, there's, there, they, that use of the fence and that use of the baggie and use what you have. Mm -hmm. And of course they didn't have a fucking cup. They had a baggie, a right. rolled up fucking baggie. Yeah. We pretty much stick to- I'm sorry, to... one more thing. Yes. It didn't, seem, it didn't seem contrived. It fucking did not seem contrived. Because it's from our characters. And like, I always try and, I mean, we all do, but I, I always try and be like a cop when it comes to um, ideas that our characters come up with and make sure that they're not too NBC, CBS, or ABC. You don't have to do that. Yeah, like I, I, I don't want there to be like funny Downton Abbey references. You know what I mean? Because like, that's really cool and I watch it. Right. I watched Downton, I haven't missed right. an episode. <clears throat> right. A lot of heartbreakers. I can't believe she's a prostitute now. What? Her poor oh, baby. Oh, spoiler, you gotta, ah. Okay, anyway. So anyway. Um, but like, I know that other writers in LA will be like, that's a funny Downton Abbey reference. And like, other people who watch other shows might get that, but that's the writers coming through. Right. I don't want the writer coming through unless it's something true to these dudes who will be like, Downton Abbey, uh, yeah, I think I knew her. Um, right. She lived on Downton, right? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, she had big tits. No, it's a TV show. Oh. You know, like, right. but that's funny because it's organic and it's right. like, oh, like they're stupid. They think it's a girl right. who lives on a street named Down or whatever. But like, uh, so often I'm watching shows and I just, and it's kind of trendy right now to really hear the writing staff and like what they're doing and what right. they're watching and that kind of thing. I think that was thing. my issue with 30 Rock is I started to, I started to fall into the, the writing staff and I think it didn't help that I knew a lot of people on the writing staff. Right. But, but I know, so you're saying writing, like truly the character comes first. It, it has to and like to, to be like, um, oh like uh, let's put them, 
Like they're gonna put the P in one of those little camelback steel with like the rubber nipple thing that everyone right. has at like spinning classes. Right. No, because like that's not what they would have. They no. would have the worst possible option, like a plastic bag from like weed that they were. That, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. Like this right. is what these guys would have. <laughs> right. Um, right. 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 And we, the like, because we are acting and writing in it, like that helps a lot. Um, writing and acting in it meaning improvising as it's going as it's going on. If there's something that comes up and you go, well, how oh do yeah, fix this right now. Yeah, yeah. There's that, uh -huh. but the, I mean, like while we're in the room, we're going like, okay, like, but how are you gonna? How what would what would you say? Like, what's a funny thing? Like, it's very easy to hear somebody pitch a joke and they'll go, oh well, that's the joke that'll go in. And then when we improvise on the day, it could go out the window. Right. But like, we aren't those characters exactly. But there's a lot of those characters in us, so as we're writing it, it's like, yeah, I guess my character would do this. Right, it's an, um, organic, it's an organic thing. Totally, yeah. And so when, it's or, when, you are, when, when your point of view in terms of creating is organic, mm -hmm. you're, it, it releases you from an invention. Totally, yes, yeah. I mean, I hate writing, we'll do it if it's, if it's good enough, but I hate writing backwards where like, we invent something and we're like, how do we make that? How do we set that up? I had a dream last night where Adam, I'm just making this up now, but where Adam is like sucking on a cow's udder. And we're like, that's pretty funny. Right. How do we get there? Right. I'd rather go like, okay, the guys wake up and there's an eviction notice on their door. So they decide they need to start saving money. So the first things first is we're out of milk. Let's go get milk. You know what I mean? And then they go to, a, they sneak on a farm and Adam's trying to milk, he's like, I can't get it, let me just, I'm getting it, and he's spitting it into a bucket, and we're like, hurry up! So like, right. that's how I'd rather unfold things, right. and right. I need to the, jot that one down. Well, the, well, well you'll record. Yeah. The reverse engineering of that is always really hard, because then it's not organic, and we're going, right. because not, the way, what you did was, you had Adam sucking on a teat of a cow. That yeah. doesn't include anybody else. But when you go, we all got to pay the rent for the apartment. Right. There's then a mission behind it, and there's stakes, and right. there's like people looking out. Like there's exactly. more like, oh, we just snuck onto a farm now. And, right. Know, like there's danger. Right. With a titty of a cow in his mouth, exactly. there's danger. Right. With a titty and of a cow in his mouth and the danger. That's um, gonna be my memoir. That is your memoir. Yeah. Uh, what you're also what I think what also helps, and it's no accident, is. Uh, that the characters are so strong that that they that the writing then becomes easier because the characters are drawn so specifically yeah. in that yeah and the interaction between the, the it is such a symbiotic interaction mm -hmm. between all the characters they all need each other yeah and so when you're in a situation it must be easy for you to go this is how we got to push this character into there yeah and we got a lot of flack at first for kind of being like they're not that different and it's like well yeah we're all dressed for work. One's got long hair, and the other have the exact same haircut, except one's taller, and it's like, physically, yes, that is it. And like, a lot of our episodes, we have the same goal, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, there's like an A story and barely a B story, barely a C story. <laughs> and like, I get that, but it's how each of our characters is, are acting in each scene with each other, or like, who's willing to step up in certain situations that sets us apart. Just because we all have the same goal doesn't mean 
were not different. Well, it doesn't mean that you all have to get there at the same at the same way. Yeah, exactly. Or get there the same way. Yeah. Take the same path, and that's the interesting thing. There's also something where they're friends, so there's that. Yeah, they're going to be the, kind of the same. Right. I mean, if I, I I do, I'm not the exact same as these guys in real, like uh, Adam and Blake. Like we're all kind of different, and like of course. that's what's cool. But because we hang out. We have these inside jokes. We have these words we use that, like, other people are like, "I'm sorry, what?" Right. And we're like, "It means right." Uh, right. But like, you have this commonality where, like, a show, like another good show, like um, Will and Grace, mm-hmm. like um, the other two guys. What, what's his name? Uh, Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes mm-hmm. and the other guy. The other well, the other girl. Uh, 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 that Deborah Messing. No, 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 no. The other, the other girl. Yes, yeah. who's wildly more talented and famous than me, and I can't remember her name. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They were at the end, like as things progressed, they became kind of like the same person and like bumping titties together and like the quips and stuff like that. They were kind of the same, like snooty, but no one cared because they were like a team. Right. You know, and we're like a trio, and I think that's why we kind of get away with it because it's fun to see like. You have one idiot, and you're like, "Who is that guy?" But then these two other guys are like, "Nah, I know who he is. He's and we're the same way." And it's like, "How are there three of you?" You know, it's almost more ridiculous that if there was a show about three Kramers, it might be too much. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Let's see the show. Did you? So you watched a lot of TV. It's sad. It's, it's not sad. sad at all. Because I think that society says it's really sad because you go, you know, it's a really a waste of your time, but look where the fuck you are right now. That's and my whatever. argument and my parents and everybody else. But, yeah. at the, but, but you are a very, you know, I don't know you, it seems like you're a very happy person. Anders Holm. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm usually happy. But, but well, like you're as happy as anybody in the morning. <laughs> right. Uh, but my point is this. All that television, I think a lot of people go, oh, I've wasted so much time watching TV. Mm-hmm. But we had, I've had so many people sitting in, in that chair right yeah. there who did the same thing and are so fucking overjoyed with where their life is and so yeah. surprised at how they got there. And to give yourself permission and not to live in regret that you sat and watched so much shitty television. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the shitty television pointed you towards good entertainment. Downton good Abbey. Exactly. Perfect example. Exactly. Just dog shit. Really, fuck that show. Today I got really excited. The first thing I saw today was uh, Mad Men's coming back in April. It's like, fuck yeah. 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 I don't, I, um, yeah, my brothers were six and four years older than me. So, like, they were out running around causing trouble, and it was kind of just like, oh, I'll just park it here and mm-hmm. watch Caddyshack again for the right. hundredth time. Right. And, like, I'm 31. And I was kind of on a cusp of generations. Like, I was in college when people just started getting cell phones. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, like, the guys on our show, Adam and Blake and Kyle. People had cell phones in high school for them. They had Facebook in high school. Like, I missed that at, like, a crazy, like, social time. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a cell phone my senior year. If you had, like, money, you had it when you were a sophomore or whatever. But, uh... Then all of a sudden, when I graduated college, it was like Facebook's this thing, and I'm like, well, I'm in a giant city, like I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. I might like in a dorm where I can be like, I'm up down the hall, Susie, or whatever it is. Um, and then, but my older brothers, they put me on to like John Hughes movies, uh-huh. so I wasn't like, yeah, John Hughes, Home Alone. I was like, no, John Hughes, like Weird Science, Breakfast Club, exactly, you know, Sixteen Candles, right? Whereas like. 
my buddies on the show, they didn't grow up watching that. And I'm like, what? You've never seen 16 Candles? I watched it a trillion times. But maybe if I was the oldest in my family, I wouldn't have had anybody to like pass it down to me. Right. It's interesting how we all get to this place right now, and particularly those of us who are uh, in the in, in the entertainment, not entertainment, those of us who are artists, mm-hmm. like the inspiration that we've gotten. So if you say John Hughes, one person would think about something else, but you're looking at at mm-hmm. at his entire oeuvre, you yeah. know, looking at that, yeah. and that inspired you in so many ways. Yeah, and it was local. That was another right. thing. Is right. that it was. North Shore of Chicago. Yeah, and sometimes even Evanston. And it was like, maybe that was the a little spark that made me go, oh, like, they make movies here. Right. Movies exist. I could make a movie someday, you know, in the deep back right. of my brain, where it's but, like, if you're from somewhere where no one's making movies, it's like, well, you have no relation to it whatsoever, so it's impossible. And I also believe that there are a lot of people who are in those small communities going, how the fuck do I do that? I can't right. do that. And and all that they got to, someone's got to say to them, listen, there's a city called Chicago, or, or come with me, or check this thing out, or yeah. look at this, for you to get out. And, and it just says so much about education. Mm-hmm. The idea of education, the philosophy of education, the what education does for you, and how yeah. it 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 blows up your your heart yeah. in a way, yeah. and it inspires you so that you do wake up in the morning, and go, yeah, it's ten, it's whatever, ten o'clock in the morning, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a movie today. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to watch a movie and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As opposed to like Real Housewives with from Orange County or whatever. Right. But there's always like. The lens you you watch TV like I'm not a big reality show guy. I watched Idol for the first eight seasons. Mm-hmm. It's well done, <laughs> um, and I do know that some people watch reality shows with like that educated, for lack of a better word, lens on it, where they're like, "This is ridiculous. These people are clownish, right? But it's entertaining Honey because boo. I'm laughing at it in a yeah, Honey Boo Boo chat. Like I just saw that the other day, and I was like. I don't know if I can watch this. It's not well made. It is kind of a train wreck. Uh, it, that one wasn't for me. Right. But like, I, I like ones like Project Runway, because they're well done reality shows. I'm like, oh, this is maybe not the. Maybe I won't learn anything for writing from this, but it's well done, and like these are creative people. Stick putting it out there for people. Like, but don't you also think that no matter what it is that you're seeing, it's going to inspire you in some way later on? Sure. I mean, I, that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. That's the way that I always justify it, saying, okay, I'm watching uh, my, I'm watching um, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Mm-hmm. That's my reality show. Right. You know, and I watched Kitchen Nightmares and I feel like, am I getting something out of it? Yes, I'm getting something out of it because mm-hmm. it reminds me of being an, an, uh, an improv, uh, it reminds me of improvisation mm-hmm. because if the head of the, if the person that's running the theater is a fuck off, right. no one's going to come to your theater. Yeah. If the person in the kitchen, if the chef is a fuck off, mm-hmm. no one's going to come to your restaurant. Yeah. So I look at things in that way. Mm-hmm. But I look at your show and I can see a honey boo boo in there, but you right. don't really need to, you know, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Watching TV is. Yeah, I, I've started to do it less because we're like busy when we're busy or whatever. Right. But like when I was thirsty and hungry to like become a writer and mm-hmm. work out here, mm-hmm. <laughs> people were like, you watch, I watched every show, every right. comedy. Right. To be like, 
okay, this is bad, this is why, this is great, this is why. This week it wasn't as good because they stopped doing this. Like especially like the beginning of The Office. Right. Uh, American. Right. Um, it was pretty dark here and there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is new and refreshing. And then I think they abandoned that and moved towards the Jim and Pam love relationship, which is pretty much more traditional American television. Absolutely. A homogenization. So people are, are, aren't going to feel uncomfortable about it all. Yeah. Right. But like, I just remember seeing um, Michael Scott had just made a total ass of himself and like gotten chewed out by the office. And then it was a Halloween episode or something. And he went home and he was like by himself alone after just being yelled at. And you're like, oh, man, this. This guy is just lonely. He just wants attention. And right. then like trick-or-treaters come to the door and you're like, oh, thank God. Right. And he's like, hey, kids, what are you? Right. Like Spider-Man? And it's like, that to me was really good television. Right. That episode like still stands out in my head whenever I'm thinking of like, well, what's, touch what's a touching moment? Like, where can we go? Like, well, this and, and the touching moment isn't a very special blossom. No. Moment. no, it's not. No, the touching moment isn't a very special anything. It's just a human moment mm -hmm. that we're looking at. <clears throat> yeah, and like maybe it hasn't happened to everybody, but a lot of people have been somewhere where like they weren't the most liked in the room for a moment, and then they went home and felt like shit. And a lot of people watching were probably like, "Been there." And then when the trick or treaters come to the door, they're like, "Man, I wish." Trick-or-treaters came to my door that night. You know what I mean? Right, right, and you're right, like, right, oh, right. thank God. So you, you feel for him. And it, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I've been in love too before. Like, Jim and Pam, I love watching this because I was that way with... Sarah. Katrina. Yes, right. Sarah. I do use Katrina every once in a while. That's a yeah. name that I it's do a use a lot. It's a decent name, Katrina. It's a good one. Katrina's a good improv name. Yeah. Katrina. Yeah. Very special. It's very different than Sally. Mm. Everyone goes, oh, Katrina. Katrina. Very uh, in improv classes, I would always say, if someone is saying... Uh, Sally, I'd go, another name. Fucking, fuck Sally. Mm -hmm. Fuck that name, fuck Sally. Yeah. Is Carl still a big one? Carl, that's a really good question. When I was and in classes, just, everyone would just be like, uh, Carl. I was just, I was just talking I was like, about that very thing. I was teaching in Oakland this weekend, and I said, Carl is a name that we could probably, I, oh, no, this is the question. I go, okay, stop. You call him Carl. Mm -hmm. K or a C? Mm -hmm. If it's a C, you can't use it. Yeah. If it's a K, I'm going to fucking give it to you. Yeah. And not because it's the comedy K, but because you're thinking differently. Right. Well, that's on our show, we got a Carl with a K. It is Carl with a K. Yeah. But Carl that's just because we would, we would call Kyle Carl in real life. And then it was just like, all right, so you're going to be Carl on the show. And none of us changed our names. <laughs> but then it's like, but you're Carl. And it's like... <laughs> You guys didn't change your names. We're like, yeah, but what am I going to be? Like, Saunders? Well, I'm not doing it. Uh, Saunders. Um, Saunders? Saunders is a good name. Saunders That's is a your Downton Abbey name. That's my Downton Abbey name. Right. Saunders. That's my English accent, also. It's a really good one. I think you're. It's garbage. a good one. I'll give it to you. Garbage truck. Garbage, everybody. Garbage NASA. It's NASA garbage truck. Remind so, me, I didn't take my garbage out today. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. We'll fix it in post. Um, I love that Mary Beth Monroe. God damn it. She's the best. Fucking love her so much. She's the best. And uh, it doesn't hurt that she's a nice person on top of uh, oh delivering every time she shows up on set. She did the, she did the show. 
And then yesterday she tweeted about it and she was like apologetic going, it's an hour long, but we talk about workaholics in 25 minutes. It's like, that's such a fucking adorable thing that she yeah. did. Cause it's like, I don't want to do Yeah. Well, nobody wants to listen to her for an hour, but I'm sure, I'm guessing you talked a little bit too. I talked, I talked, probably talked too much. So she's probably in there for like 15 minutes. She does say some stuff in there. She talks about the, the way that you guys, um, that, that you had seen her at Second City and yeah. that relationship there. Yeah. And that was really cool. And she talked about her being stalked as well when she was really? in Second City too. And what a horrible thing people did. Well, whatever. I put her on the show. Tell her to relax. That's up to you. That's your relationship. <laughs> and I'm fucking staying out of it. And it is an intervention. She calls me a stalker. Mary I call in. me. There's an apology coming at you. I call me a future friend <laughs> slash coworker. Right. Lover, possibly in my mind. Yeah. Um, but she, her characters are again. That is one of those things where it's really well drawn. The shit that comes out of her mouth because she is a fucking foul mouth person yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah. And the idea that you've given her voice to her voice that she's going to say anyway yeah. um, is really gratifying. Well, and it's fun because you, she's so nice and then you get to see her just turn on this crazy bitch that you're like... I don't know how she gets, but I think she has fun with it. She really does have fun with it. Yeah. She really does have fun with it. And it's also that look that she has, and she's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. But we, we, I, our universe, and that Second City universe, too, is there's so much strength in there, and there's also so much great acting that goes on in there, mm -hmm. too, yeah. where you're really able to say there's a bunch of different levels that are going on yeah. here. Yeah. Before I watched your show, because I, Adam at Second City, Adam was just like this fucking live wire hot. Like, wow, what's that going to be like? Yeah. And then to watch him on the show, where he does have moments of containment. Yeah. He does have moments of of groundedness right mm -hmm. there, and that is such a beautiful thing to to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he does his best work on our show because we're all we all know like what his strengths are and mm -hmm. he knows his strengths more than we do you know what i mean so like when we're coming up with ideas we know exactly what's going to make him just sail right and same with blake and and kyle um but it, yeah it's it's just fun because like it's ours you know he doesn't have to go and like <clears throat> on another show and like turn somebody else's page that might not have what's best for him into something <sighs> but he definitely can he was in pitch perfect and he was in my opinion, the funniest part of the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. I just saw that he was in that. And uh, there's, another, there's another Second City person there, Kay Cannon. Yeah. Wrote that. I just met her at a wedding a, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. She's really great. Yeah. Another person, uh, she's like Mary Beth in that I could see I could see them interchanging mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Because when Kay opens her mouth, there are certain times where she opens her mouth, you're like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah. One of the nicest human beings on the entire fucking yeah. planet. Yeah. And working with people that, working with people that are nice. Mm -hmm. I know it just sounds like EBITDA, like, of course. Right. But working with people who are nice, you become more creative. Yeah. Because you're less gun shy. You know, like if someone's an asshole about stuff, then it's like, you don't want to share. No. Because you're afraid it's not you fun. Right. Right. And you're, you're afraid that you, you don't, I don't trust those people. And if I don't trust you, I'm not, my idea's not <clears> going to come out because I'm afraid that I'm going to be shut down. Yeah. And that's no fun. You'll go somewhere else. Right. Exactly. How did you guys get comedy? Was that Comedy Central always where it is that you want to be? Because that, that's a major reason that you, that's a major foundational. It makes total sense that we're there. We couldn't have survived on any other network, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I would like to pretend we could survive on FX, like after Always Sunny, because it's just kind of like would make sense. Right. But FX is like an older audience still. Right. Like people who watch Sunny, um, Always Sunny. Some them, yeah. some of them don't watch our show, and I'm like, oh, like it's kind of like explosive, funny, like crazy humor. You should. Or people who watch our show might be too young to even know about Always Sunny. Right. Which is the weirdest thing to say. Um, but yeah, Comedy Central, we were the, when we were doing our online videos for like five years, just like churning them out, like, God, what do we want to do? Five years, man. Yeah. That's I mean, a really long time. It seems long. And then I have other friends. I'm not saying that in a bad <clears> way. <throat> I'm saying that in, what a great uh, uh, incubation. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And evolution and you yeah. evolving and never fucking stopping. Yeah. We did like 80 videos, give or take. And uh, we were the worst marketers mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, like we had one video that got a million hits, which is insane. Right. Because it was a porno parody. Right. <clears throat> of Bang Bus, where <laughs> I would still love it. But like, and it should be, a t if we didn't do it, do it would people be a great find it, teaser. It's called, what's it called? Um, I think it's just called Mail Order Comedy Bang Bus. Oh, Mail Order um, Comedy. That was the name. <clears throat> that group. was our sketch group, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Great name. Um, Get rid of it. So or stick with it. The deal was like, Mail Order Comedy's favorite porno site is Bang Bus. Like, we're going to go, and I had a minivan at the time because I was that cool. Um, <laughs> and also that lucky. But, uh, <laughs> so we get in my van and we're driving around and we go and We get in my van and we drive around. Wait, let me just take that a second just to go. We get in my van and drive around. Okay, yeah, good. You okay, know, as people like, do. Right. Um, and we got the camera going and shotgun and I'm like, let's go. And we see uh, a girl on the side of the road. Um, and we're like, hey, and it's, you know, it's a friend of ours. Um, <clears throat> you want, you need a ride? She's like, yeah. And we're like, oh my God, we're going to fuck this chick. Um, she gets in and then it's a, there's like a hard cut as soon as the door slams to everyone just kind of nervously sitting there. <laughs> as you would do. As you would do. Right. And like, people being like, is that a, is that a new Sizzler? <laughs> and like, no, 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 that, that's been there. <laughs> and, then, and then like Adam, I think it's Adam tries to make like, tries to make a move and uh, he's like, so uh, did you have an accent? The girl, she's like, no. And he's like, And then it's just like, all right, so uh, you right up here? Yep, oh, thanks for the ride. Yeah, sure, of course. Close the door, we all kind of sit there and we're like, dude, we could have fucked that chick. <laughs> we were so close. And like, when you were flirting, when you said the right, accent part, right, oh right. my God. So you got a million hits on that. A million hits. And every comment was like, you guys are faggots. Why didn't you fuck her? And we're right. like, A, we are not homosexuals. B, the F word? Save it. Right. See, it's a joke, you bitch. Right. Like, right. But you must get people who are who comment on your <clears throat> show, like some of those people. Oh, God bless them. Lo gotta love the tweets. Gotta love the twitters. Um, yeah, I get some ruthless stuff, but like, they're tweeting me. Right. I'm not tweeting them. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. if that's right. what they want to do on like their Wednesday night, like, get nuts. Right. Um, but anyway, so that was our big video. All of our other videos had like 2,500, maybe 4,000 hits, which mm -hmm. like is nothing. Right. Um, right. And this was like the explosive time when every sketch group was like, YouTube, we're all on it right now. And it was like saturated market type deal and we were just drowning. And uh, we ended up doing this um, like 
office series based off the dude's house where it's like, oh, we live together. Then we got uh, access to an office right. and did this web series called Fifth Year on this website. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, now we live together and work together, but it's the same like dynamic where in real life I'm older than the guys. Mm -hmm. So they always like clown me on it. And I had like a girlfriend and I was always like, more responsible, which is insane because I'm the least responsible. I've always been like the least responsible guy. Mm -hmm. um, not irresponsible, but just not responsible. Mm, really? Irresponsible? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that, I'm not. Okay. I, I mean, I was 10, not, min you're I was not 10 minutes late here. It fucking doesn't matter. Right. I'm, I'm just, kind I'm of a fuck up. Right. I was, I, you know what I'll say? I was like the fuck up of people I knew. Uh huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like of my clique, uh -huh. I was the worst, but like, you know, I wasn't, so awesome. I'm not the person who, when everyone goes home, they like go to Subway and they're like, hey, I'm your sandwich, Anders? Like, you know, I'm not the guy who's making their sandwich at Subway. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with making no, Subway no, sandwiches. No, no, no. But like, survive. You gotta survive. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I was like a, I was very uneven. Like, I was a scholarship athlete, but then mm -hmm. like, I lost that. Like I was a bad student, but I got into college from mm -hmm. swimming. And then like I moved out to LA, um, but like I wasn't one of my friends who like got work right away or whatever, you know? You didn't um, stop though. Well, I couldn't because there was nothing else for me to do. But there's a lot of people who would look that and mm -hmm. then go, there's nothing for else for me to do. Why am I even doing this? That's, I never had that attitude. And but you neither know did, a lot of people neither did do. the guys. I totally right. did. Yeah. Um, but that's why I clicked with the guys is that, you know, I could look in them and, ha and be like, oh, they're hungry. Right. They want to, like, do this. Right. Um, and at Second City, you run into, uh, Second City, LA, you run into people who are like, um, they think they're hungry. Right. They want the red carpet, but they don't want to like create. I'm more of like a, I need to create something and well, I, it better feed me. It, that, that was it's my difference between Because if you're looking at the red carpet, you're not looking at how you get to the red carpet. Right. You know, you're looking just at the red carpet. And it yeah. keeps going back to, if you are going to look at what it is, like my goal is to be on this television show. Right. You're not thinking about the, the progression that it takes what it for takes you to, to get, get there. there. Totally. And what you guys were doing, like all the videos that you were doing for all the time that you were doing that, yeah. you were set, you, you never said, we're going to, we're going to get on Comedy Central. You just said, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, what's our next right. project, what's our next project? And the moment that you stop thinking about the project mm -hmm. and you start thinking about the end, you stop doing the fucking project. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, but whatever. We, so we, we kept pressing on. And mm -hmm. We kept making the videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did the fifth year uh, web series. And that got like... There were, it was like five four minute videos with a total combined hit of like 25,000 between all of them, which is probably the same 5,000 people watching each of them. <laughs> and one of them was somebody at Comedy Central and he was like, we're looking for like a scripted show. Like this is kind of a different play on the office life. It's mm -hmm. like, we're not miserable there. We're actually having fun because it's three guys that are friends right. making the best of it. Right, and your little corral over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were like, come in and uh, pitch the idea. So we went in and met with like a couple people and we were like, this is after, <laughs> I think the email sat in our YouTube bin for like a month. Wow. Because we, were, we just were like, we didn't, 
We you weren't, bad I'm telling you, we're, you're not, bad you're we're not responsible. <laughs> um, and so whatever, we responded, we went in, we pitched, and they were like, that's kind of fun. Uh, you guys are funny, you know, and like, that's a whole other thing is that in a room, the four of us, it's a stage. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a stage. We're just right. missing the Bentwood chairs and all that, you right. know? Right. And we're improving in a meeting. So right. like if I start rambling, someone else knows when to come in and go boom, or if somebody is getting stuck, somebody else knows to come in and go bam. Right. And like we basically put on a show for these guys and they were like, cool, why don't you put together a pitch packet, which was like, who, what's, what's the show? Who are these characters? Did you know? Did you know what a pitch packet was at that point? I did, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as I destroyed my mic. Uh-huh. Um, and I, the guys knew what it was, but like I worked on um, a few TV shows to kind of see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I was a writer's assistant for the first two seasons of Bones, uh-huh. which is still on the air. Right. Shout, uh, shout out to Hard Hanson. Was kicking with them yesterday. He's the man, mm-hmm. uh, creator of the show. And then I worked on Real Time with Bill Maher. Yes. And that was awesome. Um, shout was out to- Ron West on that sh- Was Ron West writing on that show yet? No, but I heard, then, I heard his name. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Um, this was four, four years ago I was mm-hmm. there. Um, was so like, for that? you know, I had access to people who were <laughs> writing and like I was in the business, like right. seeing how it worked. And uh, so I'd heard about pitch packets and like spec scripts and all that stuff and had spec five or six different things. Um, but you'd yet to do any of that stuff. I had not. You, d- you have not written a spec, a spec script. No, I had, I had, okay. yeah, oh yeah. I, I okay. wrote, um, in 05, I had already written uh, an office spec that got me my first agent um, that was too big for me in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And like to be a white male, uh, 24-year-old, it's really tough to get a writing job because there are all, especially at that time, because there are white male 30 and 35 year olds that have been doing it for 10 years. Right, they have, pack, they have right. They, you know, and they don't, and the industry does not want any more white males. Right. They want minorities, they want women. I totally understand that. Right. Um, I want women, I want minorities. <laughs> um, but so at that, at that point for a, a, an agent who already had like four showrunners under his belt. It's a lot of work to get right. this one white dude a job. Where it's like, if it was like an Asian girl, it'd be like, there's a hundred of them. There's 25,000 of me. Right. It's just easier to get that job. Um, so he didn't work for me and I didn't hustle on my own, which I realized later you need to do. Right. Like it's not up to them. It's up to you still. Then they broke with the deal. I think that's such an important thing that people go, well, my agent hasn't done this. Like, what the fuck have you done for you? Yeah. Because I, and I understand a lot of people do get out there, but a lot of people don't get out there. They go, ah, yeah. I'm there. And I want you to fucking know me. I'm not going to come by every day with lock sandwiches, yeah. but I'm going to get out there so that people go, what's David's? And then they, here's my, mm-hmm. here's my connection, my agent. Yeah. Well, you know, Jay Leggett, who was my teacher at Second City, right. he had this hilarious story about um, somebody who graduated from Second City Conservatory and wrote like this scolding letter about like, like, what has this done for me? What now? Like, it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, well, it should have equipped you with like comedy weapons. You know what I mean? Like, right. you should be better. Right. <laughs> and then like, you should apply that, that betterness to getting a job yes. with like your own savvy. 
Well, one of the things that it, that it did not teach you is to blame somebody else. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And Jay was just like, this is a perfect example of like how not to act. This is how you won't get work because it's not about what the name Second City is gonna do for you. No. It's about what the conservatory like teaches you, reinforces in you, deletes from your memory right, that you right. were doing, that kind of thing. He's a great example. Jay Leggett and Mitch Rouse and that crew mm -hmm. over there is a really great example. Because I think that your union with him, in a way, set <clears throat> a foundation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like, he saw in Adam and me, like, that we were serious, we complimented each other, right. and that, like, we wanted it. Right. And he was like, you guys got to work together and like keep going. And when he found out we were writing something, he was like, that's awesome. Perfect. Good. And like keep building I remember him talking about you guys. I remember sat, sitting in the bar at Second City and him talking about, yeah. uh, and, Jay, and Jay talking about you guys. He's the best. Which was just so exciting to me to be part of a place that was able to get people together. Yeah. Um, and introduce to somebody like Jay. Yeah. Who is so warm and effusive and understanding of the creative process mm -hmm. and fucking political and opinionated yeah. and has a great smart point of view. dude really really smart dude yeah a really really smart dude and I and, and I love that about him mm -hmm. and I love I, I also I really I love that about him and I love that he would do videos before anybody else is doing videos yeah were you in his level five did you make it to that yeah yeah did they ha did the, he have multi multimedia in that not yeah, I okay. don't think. Because he had set pieces and he had, yeah. you know, he, he fucking did it. When we graduated from Second City, YouTube was not out yet, mm -hmm. I believe. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like a thing. It wasn't until like um, whenever Lazy Sunday came out that like we were like, oh, YouTube. The, the Lonely Island like rap with Chris Parnell. Right. Um, oh my that God, we were like, right. oh, this is a perfect platform. Like, let's put it out there. Um, no, but Jay was awesome because he put together, we were doing live sketches because it was before YouTube. Right. Live sketch shows at the Highlands Nightclub under his banner, the Comedy right. Cocktail. That's right. And we got our first manager there who we were mm -hmm. still with. Um, and it was just like a fun environment, a lot of fun. Jillian was in a sketch group right. that was there and we saw her and we were like, oh, we got to steal her. Um, and there's a bunch of other funny people who have gone on and you like recognize their names and like credits and stuff mm -hmm. like of like written by and you're like oh shit those are those guys from the sketch show. It's um, so interesting the the, the uh, like because of Jay and be, uh, the way that we just open up uh, open shit up for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, the way yeah. that we inspire people that we don't even have any idea of the depth of the inspiration that we give yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. No, he, he's the man. And then later on when uh, he was given an opportunity at um, National Lampoon right. to like do the Lemmings 2.0 tour. Yes. He brought us on board um, along with like five or six other people. Uh, and Jen K, Mark Agliardi, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. All those dudes, like a, right. a way talented crew. And um, it didn't pan out as like we all imagined it would. Right, thank and, God, like, right? I hope he doesn't, because I was kind of like, I was a guy who was kind of, being a stickler about, because we had contracts mm -hmm. and we signed them and like, right. we were right. supposed to be paid for certain stuff and it right. didn't pan out be because Nash Lampoon is a shitty company and I right. will say that forever. Mm -hmm. Not because Jay like didn't follow through on his word, but like. He must have felt horrible about it. He did and like, it was a bad situation and like, I hope he doesn't think like, 
I don't like him anymore. I love mm-hmm. the guy. He's the right. man. No, he he looks he looks below that. He's you know he's a human. Cool, human, good. Human guy. Yeah, but like it was just kind of a lot of people quit their jobs and were ready to like do this thing, and then when it didn't pan out, everyone was like, well, let's just do it for free. And I'm like, I can't. I banked on this. Like I'm here because of the contract. Like contract, contract. Right. Guys, you know what, Anders? I got to tell you, more of us have to start. More of us has to have to to do that. Oh um, yeah, I do that, and I'm very certain about. I am, and anybody who who enters into mm-hmm. this is what I fucking want to do. I'm not doing it for free. No, because you're <coughs> you're worth it. Exactly. And if you're if you're if you do it for free, that means you're not necessarily worthless, but like you're you're not getting what you're due. This exactly. is this is your talent. If you were a football player, and somebody was like. Hey, come on to the Seahawks and play for free. They wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no. But it's about you having your self worth. Right. And the idea that I have something to offer. One, two, I have something to offer that somebody wants to hire me for. And if you don't fucking want to give me my money, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Yeah. And and if you want to look at me and go, Dave's a douchebag because why? Because we offered him a job and didn't pay him, and now he's mad. Right. Yeah. So like, there there was like a. A very like romantic. Some people have like a romanticized idea of like, but we're artists. This has been happening forever. I'm like, I'm done with that. Fuck that. Right. Remember the contract. Right. If there wasn't a contract, you might have like some kind of argument here where I'm like, all right, like, we'll do it to get to the next level. But like, we already talked about X, Y, Z. And- but you're also already at the fucking next level. What next level? Right. That's why you sign a motherfucking contract. Right. So and it, it and it sucks that it becomes like business stuff and like it doesn't suck. It's not, awesome. It, it is awesome, but it also is like you know you have like heated moments with like Jay or whoever else is in charge there, and like it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, I always just had to remember that like it wasn't us. It was like the situation, and it was shitty Nash Lampoon that like couldn't deliver on what it promised. Right. So right. Um, Fuck Nash I, Lampoon. Yeah, we can end like that. Yeah. Let's just end there. Fuck the poon. Fuck, fuck the poon. Yeah. We're done. Thank cool. you so much. Yeah, thank that you. Was really Appreciate awesome, it. man. Really, really good. Fuck the poon. Yeah. Ah, oh, bumper sticker should be issued. Uh, uh, uh. Fuck the poon. Fuck the poon. They probably will make them. They'll hear that and they'll be like, oh, fuck the poon. And then they'll make the bumper stickers. Exactly. And then they'll make a lot of money and uh-huh. go, yeah, you know what? That guy could have had the money. Gotcha. That we didn't like Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.